0: How long have you been hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging physically, financially, just, it just won't stop. Socially, you know, your circle has closed. Spiritually, you just feel drained. You don't feel like you had the faith you used to have because your circumstances. And guess what? Guess what happens, church? See, your once see, she had an issue of blood. But her issue of blood caused other issues in her life. And that's what happens to us. So you'll have one issue and that one issue will multiply into other issues of your life. And you say, my issue of blood caused me to have issues. So it wasn't just a physical thing that she needed. She didn't just need a touch. She see, she needed to be under construction. Because a lot of times we're looking for one thing. God said, no, baby, you need a whole lot more than that. Because this issue has spilled into every area of your life. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused kingdom-minded, kingdom-living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast, and you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. And today we're starting our new series. We just finished our series called Over, and now we start a new series called Under, Under, Under. Uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 40, I mean, Luke chapter 8. We're going to start at verse 43, Luke chapter 8. And we will start at verse 43, Luke 8, verse 43. When you get it, please say, I got it. got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. No problem. Let's get there together. Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. Now I'm going to start from verses 43 down to 48. That's going to be our main text. For today very familiar text i'm going to be reading today from the new king james version if you do not have your bibles we will definitely have the scriptures on the monitors for you and it reads this way it says now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who has spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped and Jesus said who touched me when all denied it Peter and those who were with him said master the multitude throng and press you and you say who touched me but Jesus said somebody touched me and I perceive power going out of me now when the woman saw that she was not hidden she, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Let's stop right there. My sermon title today is You're Under Construction So You Can Be Whole. The first under is under construction so you can be whole. Many times I know you all have seen a construction site. You've driven past one. Some of you may even work in construction and work on a construction site. When you go to a construction site, the first thing you have to realize is they have to clear the area in order for construction to take place. I'm going somewhere with this. Sometimes the area has to be cleared, and sometimes things have to be teared down before they can be built up. That's what happened at construction sites. Now, now, normally at a construction site, there are signs posted to let you know that construction is taking place. There'll be a sign that says, under construction. There'll be a sign that says, work in progress. There might be a sign that says, excuse our dust, uh, because we're working in here. And I want you to know that you are a construction site. And sometimes in your life construction site, things have to be cleared before they can be built up. Sometimes things have to be teared down before they can be built up. Sometimes you have to hide signs around saying, I'm under construction. Work in progress. Pardon my dust, but there's some work taking place at this site. Now, here's another thing about construction sites, the reason why they have those signs up. is so because in order to go into the site, you have to have safety gear on oh, so that nobody get injured yes. when they enter the construction site. Yes. And as we have here in our text, a woman that was under construction. Wow. Now, let's look at this woman in our text for a moment. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. I can't bleed for five minutes without passing out. I can't even see blood without passing out. I got an issue. I got an issue with blood too. (laughs) Can I tell you about my issue? Listen, I was in the Marine Corps, so I'm I'm a pretty tough guy. I can handle a lot of things. But blood can't get with blood now here's the thing I used to work at Johns Hopkins years ago I've been in the ER and seen all types of blood but if it's somebody that I know or somebody I care about can't handle that type of blood can I tell y'all a quick story about what happened to me normally when my children have to go to the doctor and I know it's going to be blood involved I send my wife she can handle that. She's, she was equipped for that. She's been graced to do that. I have not. This one particular time, little Damon had to go get a, an extraction, a tooth pulled. My wife couldn't go. She said, honey, can you go? I said, all right, it's not a problem. Took him to the dentist, and they back there working on him. I hear him screaming. I'm in the waiting room. I hear him screaming, and I said, um, uh, is everything all right back there? The doctor said, won't you come back here? Maybe he'll calm down. They was trying to get the tooth, but it was the roots were so deep they couldn't get it out. So they yanking and pulling, and he's back there screaming. And he has a, a high tolerance for like his mama for medication. They they can you can give them a medicine that won't affect them. You give me a little bit, I'm out. They gave him medication that wasn't working, and so he's in pain. And and just like l- luck would have it, or whatever you want to call it, fate or whatever you want to call it, when when I soon as I walked back and took a glance at him, they pulled the tooth, and the blood began to flow. And I began to lean. I tried to make it to my chair, but I was unsuccessful. The next thing I remember is them fanning me, saying, Mr. Johnson, the ambulance and your wife are on the way. I said, I don't, I'm okay, I'm fine. See, I had an issue with blood. And so I, I said, I'm fine. They said, no, you got a gash in the back of your head, and you need to go to the hospital. I said, well, I'm not getting the ER. If my wife went away, I'll just ride with her. Took me to Northwest Hospital, because, you know, that's where we were, close to there. Lord, help us there. Amen. <laughs> First of all, the paramedic lied to me. He said, Mr. Johnson, he's going to put a little... They got this stuff, and they can put into the in your wound, and just like like a, like glue almost, and close it right up, and you'd be good. I said, All right, "Well, I'm good with that." I get to the hospital. They said, "No, sir, you need staples." Oh. I said, "In my head?" They said, "Yeah, that's where the gash is, sir." They stapled me in my head because I had an issue with blood. Wow. Guess what? The doctor, the dentist, changed their rules because of me. No parents are now allowed in the rooms. And look, I was a laughing stock when I went back for for a follow-up. They said, "That's him," because uh, that's right, that's right. Because I had an issue with blood. This woman's issue was different than mine. She actually was bleeding for 12 years. Now you got to understand what that means, church. That means that that she was, life was leaving her for 12 years. You have to understand that the the, the reason why the flesh can live is because of the blood. And so whenever you're losing that much blood, you're actually losing life. And so in order for the body to survive, it needs the blood. Y'all missed it body of Christ in order for the body of Christ to survive it needs the blood and so if you're also when you lose blood not only are you losing life but you become weak when you lose blood you don't have the energy you used to have when you lose blood and so I think church that's what has happened to us as the body of Christ we're weak because we forgot what the power in the blood we're not applying the blood to our situation. That's why our situations look weak. Because there's no blood in it. The reason why we're going through what we want to because the blood is a played out thing in the church now. We don't talk about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ anymore. All we want to hear about is prosperity. And how we going to make a come up. But it's in the power of the blood where, 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 where our strength lies. It's in the power of the blood of Christ. It still has power today. And understand, that's where our strength comes from. The body will not survive without the blood. And so this woman in our text, she's she's weak and she's hurting. And when you look at this through Mark, see, all three synoptic gospels covers her story. We read it out of Luke, but when you read it in Mark 5, Mark 5 says she spent all her money on doctors. So not only does she have a physical ailment, She now has a financial struggle. So now, not only am I weak physically, but I'm now weak financially because of this. And isn't that amazing? Isn't that how doctors work? You accumulate all these doctor bills to pay for something that they can't fix. Isn't that how it works? And so she has accumulated all these doctor bills, and no doctor in the land could fix her problem. So now she has a physical problem, and now she has a financial problem, but she also has a spiritual problem. Let me show you in the text. Put on the screen for me Leviticus 15. Let's read this together in Leviticus 15. Look what it says here. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, other than at the time of her customary impurity, call it impurity, Okay. For if it runs beyond her usual time of impurity, all the days of her unclean discharge shall be as the days of her customary impurity. She shall be unclean. This woman for twelve years was considered unclean. So if you're unclean, guess what? You can't go church. So if I can't go to church, I can't get a word. See, back then they ain't have TBN. They ain't had a word network. Think like she could stay at home and just watch TV and get a word? She had to go to the temple to get a word. See, and, and so she was not permitted to go in there. She didn't have. she, she don't have a luxury we had today. She didn't have a Bible she could just turn to. They depended on the men of God to give them the word of God. The Bible says, "Faith come by hearing, hear by the word of God." She depended on that. So now this woman can't even grow spiritually because of her issue of blood. So now she's suffocating physically, financially, spiritually, but guess what? Also socially. If you're unclean you can't go around people because guess what if I touch you and you're unclean I'm now unclean so I can't hang with my friends no everybody has abandoned her because she's unclean for 12 years straight physically she's hurt financially she's hurt she's hemorrhaging everywhere hemorrhaging financially hemorrhaging socially hemorrhaging spiritually and she's weak and has no other alternative and that's where most of us are right now is that when you're exhausted all your resources, then you try Jesus. Instead of us trying Jesus the first time, we wait till we've, we've done all we can do. Say, all right, God, now I can't do nothing else. Now I need your help. He said, I've been here the whole time. I'm willing to help you in the beginning. So this woman in our text, she had hit rock bottom socially, financially, spiritually, and physically. And this woman, according to Mark, her issue got worse. How long have you been hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging physically, financially, just, it just won't stop. Socially, you know, your circle has closed. Spiritually, you just feel drained. You don't feel like you had the faith you used to have because your circumstances. And guess what? Guess what happens, church? See, your one, see she had an issue of blood. But her issue of blood caused other issues in her life yes, yes, yes. and that's what happens to us see you'll have one issue and that one issue will multiply into other issues in your life and you say my issue of blood caused me to have issues Hallelujah. so it wasn't just a physical thing that she needed. she didn't just need a touch she, see, she needed to be under construction because a lot of times we're looking for one thing God said no baby girl you need a whole lot more than that Because this issue has spilled into every area of your life. See, see, see. Here, check this out. Let me let me give you a couple examples. See, you may have an unforgiving spirit. Oh, I'm I'm being Elder John. I'm being pulled right now. You have an unforgiving spirit, and when you have an unforgiving spirit, that's your issue. But that issue caused you to have other issues. So now you don't trust nobody. So now you can't even get the help that you need because you don't trust people no more. And you don't trust The one that God has sent to help you to to be a blessing to you, you have blocked them because you don't trust. So now you're in lack. You see how it works? You see how that works? So now I'm in lack. Now I don't have no friends. Now, all because I've been insecure and all because I have not forgiven those who are supposed to forgive. My issue caused me to have issues. And they keep multiplying. According to our text, for this woman, it got worse. Jesus, 12 years of just the same thing, We're year after year, just getting worse and worse and worse. And so she had this issue of blood. What considered to be an unfixable, unfixable situation. But I found the answer, and the answer is in Jesus Christ. You, Jesus wasn't even going to see her. He was on his way to heal another man's daughter. See, that's the way how God works. You have to understand, he'll stop by and see about your situation. On his way to bless somebody else, he said, oh, I can handle it all. I, I'm just not a God that can handle your thing. I can handle all you all stuff. He's omnipresent. It means he's everywhere all the time. And because of that, he can, he can handle it all, church, if we're willing to give it to him. What are your issues? Where are you hemorrhaging? That's what we need to give to Jesus. And so again, this problem, it it gets deep. But in Matthew 9, he, 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 he gives us a different picture. Put Matthew 9 on the screen. Matthew 9, verse 20 and 21. Look what it says here in Matthew. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Go to verse 21. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I should be made well. See, see, Luke didn't record this. Mark recorded that she had a conversation with herself. She made up in her mind, she said, you know what? If I could just get to his garment, if I could just get to him, then I could be made whole. See, she came with a spirit of expectation. And the thing that amazes me about this woman is that she had a little bit of faith left after 12 years of suffering and saying, and all 12 years of no, 12 years of bad reports, 12 years of of, of financial strain, 12 years of all this stuff. She had enough faith to say to herself, because she had nobody else to encourage her. She said to herself, if I could just get close to him and touch the hem of his garment, I know I could be made whole. And, and so I began to do research. and so said, "What was so significant about his garment? Why did she didn't she want to touch him? Why touch his garment? And it took me back to the Old Testament. Put up here on the screen numbers chapter 15. Look what it says here. Numbers 15 says, "Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garment throughout their generations, and to put a blue thread in the tassels of the corners. go to the next verse. And you shall have a tassel that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord, and and to do them, and that you may not follow the hollow tree to which your own heart um of to which your own heart and your own eyes have inclined. Verse 40. And that you may remember and to do all the commandments and be holy for your God understand that she wasn't trying to get to the actual hymn, she was trying to get to the tassel. See, understand what the tassel represents. The tassel represents the word of God. And so she was saying, if I can just get a word, if I could grab hold of a word for my situation, then I know I'll be made whole. She understands the tassels represents the word. And so she was like, I got to get to a word that's going to fit my situation. If I could just get a word from the man of God, understand, she has not had a word in 12 years. If I could get a word, if I could just touch the word, then I know I could be made whole. She realized that. But here's the thing. The tassels, you can put my picture up for me. I got to show you this because Jewish men still wear these today. You ever see Jewish men walk around with strings hanging from their, their clothing? That's the tassel. That's the hem. See, 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 that's what it looks like. They will wear these cloaks and then they had these long tassels on, on their clothing and, and that represents, every time they flow, they represent the Word of God. So whenever you looked at the tassel, you're reminded of the Word and its commandments. And so if I grab hold of that Word, if I can get hold of that tassel, then I know my situation can change. See, a lot of times we think it was just a hymn, but it was a tassel that God ordained in the Old Testament to be a reminder of us of the word of God. And so, but here's the thing about the woman. See, there's a crowd around Jesus, and they're all pressing up against him. And so she says, how can I get to a word if all these people are blocking me from the word that I need? So that means she had to get low and crawl. And grab a hold. See, so low. understand when you get low, that means humility. She had to humble herself and get low and say, you know, I'm going to humble myself so I can receive a word. And she had to press her way and crawl her way through the crowd to grab hold of his tassel. You understand, every man in the crowd had a tassel on. And that's our problem. We're trying to grab the wrong man's tassel. Uh Uh Mm Mm-hmm. See, even as the pastor I'm not your Jesus don't grab my tassel you need to grab the tassel of Jesus see you grab my tassel you're going to leave just like you can but if you grab the tassel of Jesus understand who he is understand who he is he's the Logos and the Rhema that means he is the living word and the written word you have to understand who he is and see when you take the living word and mix it with the, the written word, you have life and truth. He's both. And so understand that that's that how that's how she received power because she was able to touch the tassel, she was able to get a word from the word. See he was the word. And so what she was able to do was grab hold of a word from the word. And when she did that the Bible says, She was healed immediately. If you need a healing, you need to grab the tassel. And many of us have not grabbed the tassel. The tassel's there. The word is ready and available for everyone. The question is, have you reached out and grabbed it? But in order to grab it in a crowd, you got to humble yourself. Have you been humbled? See, here's the thing. Sometimes your situation will humble you where you could do nothing but get down on your knees. And when you get down on your knees, sometimes I gotta, I don't care if I gotta crawl, but this woman had to crawl through the crowd and touch, and here's the thing that got me. There's thousands of people pressing against him, but it was her that was able, he said, I perceive power have left me. Now how come anybody else couldn't get power from him? They pressing up against him because they wasn't concerned about the tassel. They just want a celebrity. They wanted his personality and not a word. All right. And that's when people come to church. They they come with an expectation to, to receive a personality. Whoever their pastor is, whoever the man or woman God is, they're more concerned about that than a word. And so that's why they just they in the crowd, they're pressing, but they ain't got no power. This woman said, I don't care about who's in the crowd, who ain't in the crowd. I don't care about what they're going to say about me. They already said I'm unclean. They already said I'm this and I'm that. I don't care what they said. I came to have an expectation. And when they, because she came to an expectation, she received healing and power. Can I talk to y'all for a moment? She was able to pull on the anointing of Jesus. Now, let me, let me teach you something here. I need you all to begin to pull on the anointing that God has put on me. Every once in a while, I'll feel it. Every once in a while, I'll have my notes and I'll go off script. It's because somebody is pulling. Somebody came with an expectation like, God, I need a word for my situation and I'm coming to church with an expectation and I feel the pull and I start talking about stuff that wasn't in my notes because somebody's pulling me to their situation. And, and listen, if you come here and you pull, you'll get what you need. Amen. But if you come here just because this is what I do on Sunday, then you'll leave just like you came, just like the rest of the crowd. They pressed me and received nothing. She got everything she needs. And let me just tell you, I've been a set of, When we went down to Bluefield a couple of weeks ago, it was at Bishop's Church. I'm telling you, before I got up there to the preach, they were pulling on me. I was like, God, I got it thing and guess what I'm gonna tell you Deaconess Katrina was there my delivery was totally different because it was pulling on it Jesus. They was pulling on the anointing and I was like God I don't care about my notes I don't need my notes because I'm gonna go where, where I'm being pulled Hallelujah. and that's exactly what happened and a lot of times I'm teasing y'all when I call you a Lutheran church I'm really getting at you <laughs> when I call you a Presbyterian church it's because we're, we're, we're too silent we're too silent, and we come with low expectations. That's why we receive little. Understand, I have labored before the Lord before you, so you can pull on the anointing. I'm encouraging you to do it. When you're when you in your car say, look, God, check this out. I'm going to church, and I need a word for my situation. I'm going to church. I'm going to leave. I'm going to grab that tassel, and I'm going to get what I need today. I can close that iPad and just roll. It's because of the anointing. This woman knew that there was something in Jesus, and she said, I need to pull on that word so that I could get what I need. Now, the Bible says that when she touched or she grabbed hold of that tassel or to grab hold of his hem the garment, she was healed. But that's the problem. She was just healed, but she wasn't whole. And that's where we mess up. Many times we'll go to God, God, heal my body. He'll heal your body, but your mind's still jacked up. And so, and so you got to be made whole. But the problem, here's the real problem. We want a healing and a blessing with no relationship. Amen. And so, so we got to get to the place where we're not, that this woman was still under control. She was, her blood stopped. But what about her other issues? You got to you you hear what I'm saying. She still has social issues. She still has spiritual issues. She still had financial issues, even though her blood stopped flowing. And just because you stop hemorrhaging hindering in one area don't mean you stop in all areas. You need to be made whole. So you got to understand, you got to be under construction. All right, this woman getting depressed. Now, now understand, Jesus asked a question. He said, who touched me? Most people un- under- misunderstand that scripture because they think he was asking a question to find information. No, 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 no. He knew because the Bible said she could not be hidden. So he asked a question to call her out it was it, it was to call her, who touched me whoever touched me i need you to come front and center yes. he he did that because guess what she was healed privately but he's about to make her miracle public oh, yeah. Yeah. he's about to make her miracle public the bible says she went unnoticed look, look what it says here it says verse i'm back in luke 8 Luke says in verse 47 and now when the woman saw that she could not be hidden which means he already knew who she was She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she touched him and she was healed and how she was healed immediately. So this woman began to testify about what God did. She testified to the crowd and to Jesus. So guess what? There's a part of the story that we don't have recorded here. She gave Jesus the whole story. That's what it said. said. She began to tell him. She probably told him the whole story. Yeah, for 12 years I've been dealing with this thing. I went to this doctor, I went to that person. So, so, so understand when you tell, and here's our problem, we only tell God a portion of the story. And we receive a portion of the breakthrough. When you tell the whole story, you could be made whole. Hallelujah. She told the whole story. And, and, and I love this. Look at verse 48. This, 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 this messed me up. Louis says to her, and he said to her, Daughter. So, just from a touch, she's now in a relationship with him. She's now in the family of God. He called her daughter. He called her daughter, then he encouraged He said, Be of good cheer. I mean, fix your face, baby girl. I'm doing construction on you right now. I'm gonna make this thing right in your life. He says, Be of good cheer. I know for the past 12 years it's been hard. I know you've been suffering. suffering. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been disbonded. You you've been marginalized. People don't want to deal with you. But be of good chair. Your faith has made you well. That word well is translated to whole. Hallelujah. Then he gave her peace. He says, now go in peace. Hallelujah. So guess what? It, so that means if he's telling her to go in peace, I mean, he's placing her in peace and said, just go in it. Yeah. It's like a vehicle, like a car. Hallelujah. Go, get in peace and just go. Lord, you, he's, he's, he, he, he says, you are, you are whole now. Now, when she touched him, she received healing. But now he's saying to her, you're whole. Oh, and that's where we need to get, church, where we are whole. The moment she came into the family, she's now in relationship. She's she's whole now, and, and 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 understand that's where we need to get to, church. See, many of us are asking God to give us a house. And that might be your healing, but you really need a home. Right. See, a home is where love is. Right. Home is where peace is. You see right. what I'm saying? So 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 you so you're asking God for one thing. But he said you need more than that. Yeah. I know you're asking me to give you this thing. God, give me a new job. He said, but you need. He said you also need some other things. Right. Can we can we be real? See, here, check this out. Many of us, God, give me a new job. He said, You ain't on time for the job you got now. Yeah. <laughs> Your integrity is compromised where you are now. So, so you need more than just a new job. I gotta do some construction on you. I gotta tear some things down and build some things up. Amen. And then we get frustrated because the construction takes a little bit longer. Yeah. You remember our bathrooms? That's a lesson I had to learn, Elder John, that even though you have a date where you think the construction will end, sometimes the construction takes a little bit longer. And guess what? It may cost a little bit more. But be patient. Hang in there. Let let the foreman do what he's going to do. Because guess what? He got the blueprints. He knows what it's supposed to look like. He knows what it's supposed to sound like. And he knows what supposed to. He got the visual. And you just got to sit there and let the work take place. Amen. We become frustrated because it ain't happened yet. The construction ain't over with yet, God. Come on. You've been doing this for so long. God, how long is it going to take? <laughs> See, sometimes special projects takes longer. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, I could just throw something together for you, but it won't be strong. I could throw something together for you, but it won't be sturdy and it won't last. Yes. See, if you want something done right, sometimes it takes a little extra time. That's right. yes. We got to let, we gotta, we gotta let God be God. Yes. Let, him do the, let him do the construction. Yes. Let him build up your heart. But it'll get your mind right. Yes. Get, your, get your pockets right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God, I know I'm under construction. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the thing. I, I always like to go and check on the progress of my construction. But some, and sometimes you'll go into, if you ever had construction done, you'll go to a place and it looks one way. You'll come back a couple days later and there's some progress. You're like, oh, this looks good. Yeah. And many will take pictures. You know, be, be, anybody build a house, they take a picture. Oh, man, they, they got the bathroom done. You go back and they got the, the drywall up in this room and they got this up. And you can see the progress. And that's what you could do with your own life. See, sometimes God has in situations where you can check your construction. I had one this week. Amen. We were away. You know, Europeans are real rude, you know that, right? Not all of them, but a lot of them. They don't say excuse me, they just god, And and I knew that I had some progress in my construction. Because when they tried your pastor, I didn't wild out. See, before my before I got some work done in that area, of that room of my house, they would have had an issue of blood. Amen. But I I was cool as a cucumber. I was like, you know, I ain't going to wild out because I'm under construction. You see, I'm under construction. Because I'm under construction, I ain't got to go there. I could just walk away. I said, God, I'm I'm growing. You see, I'm growing, and and I can see the progress of your construction. You got to let him do the work. You got to participate, but let him do the work. This woman, she came just so the blood could stop. It's all steps her expectation. If I could just touch, then I know, I I know I could get this happen. This could happen for me. But Jesus said, "I'm going to do some more work in you, baby girl. I ain't going to just leave you like that. Because if I leave you like that, you'll have healing and breakthrough in one area, and you're still going to suffer in the area. I want you to be whole. And that's what God wants for you. He wants you to be whole. Not just not just physically strong, but spiritually weak. Not just financially stable, but socially all jacked up. I want you to be whole." And home means, you know what? And guess what? Church, Rome was not built in a day. And many of us are looking for, now guess what? She received her healing immediately. But understand, her wholeness came through relationship. He called her daughter. She got in a relationship with the Lord and said, and that's how you build it. That's how we build a church. You'll, you'll get your breakthrough like that. He's, a, he, he's an instant God. He's a sudden God. He could do it instantly. But then some things he gonna say, you know what? This is a, this is a special room. Yeah. And this room has been jacked up for years. Uh-huh. So first I got to go ahead and clean it up. Yeah. 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 Get all the debris out, knock down all this old molded drywall, all these rotten beams that bugs and parasites got to. Yes. Yeah. And those are the rooms that we, we keep hitting in the back of the house. When nobody coming to that part of our house. See, that's, that, that's the part we want nobody to see. You know how you do, you know. You know how your kids do. Go clean your room. Everything underneath the bed, everything thrown in the closet. And on the exterior, it looks clean. But if you look a little bit deeper, it's just, yeah. just as dirty as it was before. Yeah. And guess what happened? All they did was move that dirt from this th- place <laughs> to another place. So the room is still filthy. But when you're under construction, he said, I'm going to clean it all out. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get the crew to come in here. We're going to get this cleaned down. We're going to wash this down. And guess what? We're going to have to knock some stuff down. You, sometimes you have to. But when I put up new stuff, it's going to last. Yeah, and, 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 and guess what? It's going to be a showpiece where you can have the whole... She told the whole crowd. Yeah. This woman begin to testify what the Lord has done in her life. Now the yeah. whole crowd is like, man, if he did it for her... He could do it for me. And and she she didn't care. She went down low and touched that tassel. Let's close this thing out. Let's close it out. Many of you all are looking for God to do a work in your life. Some of you may need it spiritually. Some of you may need it financially. Some may need it socially. Some may need it physically. But understand, God's not just going to leave you jacked up do one thing and leave you jacked up the like, he wants you to be whole so you got to be willing to make yourself a construction site that means you got you got to be willing to say all right god work on me and whatever it takes god i want to be made whole it may hurt it may take a little bit of time it may mean that i can't do this and do that for now but that's fine god that's fine with me i want to be made whole my question to you church are you willing to humble yourself and grab a word are you willing to press your way through the crowd? People trying to block you from your breakthrough. Are you willing to press your way through, humble yourself, and get to a word that you need so you can be made whole? You have to understand that Jesus has, he knew all her blueprint. I can't even say it. Blueprint. He knew her blueprint. He knew exactly what she needed, and he began to work on her. And understand, she didn't just feel better. She was better because of her encounter with Jesus. And some of you, I know you come here, and you come in here because you need a breakthrough. And so I'm coming to tell you that your breakthrough is here. But you got to get low. And say, like she said, if I can just get to a word. If I could grab hold of a word in my situation, then I know I'll be made whole. And so that's my challenge for you, church. I want you to be able to reach, come here. Humble yourself. Pull on the anointing and get a word for your situation. And when you do that, you'll get your entertainment breakthrough, but then you also add out of your relationship with the king, you'll be made whole. I know you're under construction. We all are. But the goal of the construction is to be made whole. It's my prayer for your church that you'll be whole. Not just feeling better, but being better. Being better. In every area of your life. You know, you can wake up in the morning like, you know what? It's raining outside, but I'm good. I might not, I may not have a cattle on a thousand hills, but I'm good. And and be comfortable being a construction site. Be comfortable. People might see your signs, they're gonna talk about your signs. Oh, look at they all jacked up. Don't worry about that, baby girl. Wait till the finished product get out here. I think I might get me a shirt. Just say, call We might have to get some shirts. Under construction. So when people see you, they go, you know what? They ain't, they ain't perfect yet, but they're under construction. They ain't got it all together yet, but they're under construction. And, and, and the master foreman is on the job, and that's Jesus Christ. And when he gets finished with the work, it's done right, and it'll be whole. Come on, stand on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Rhema Talk Podcast. Hope you'll join us next time.